you know. Uh, you're very welcome today. Uh, those who are visiting for the baptisms, you're especially welcome. And uh, I know maybe if you come to church, uh, this won't be what you thought you were coming to. So I apologize about that, but I don't really. So, but you're all very welcome. Uh, see you all here. Just relax. Um, it's so good to see everybody here. I know a few of you have been ducking and diving COVID. Just again, just to remind you um, that if you're here, just uh, social distance and uh, um, keep on your masks as best you can. That would be good. And also, um, huge pleasure this morning. It's been a long year, but Ian and Jill are back today with little Jonah. <laughs> yeah, he's completely oblivious. Uh, many of you would know Ian's one of our associate pastors here, I'm and Jill. Um, they've been in a process for last while to adopt a, a little uh, son from Thailand and their home. Um, and just on that, I'm, I'm aware that everybody's going to want to give them hugs and touches and stuff. But remember, this is a new boy. He's just moved into a new culture, a lot of COVID about. So Let's not do that this morning for them. So give them a wee bit of space just to adjust. I'm sure you'll get a hug at some point. Um, I cheated. I went over and got one. So uh, not this morning, but a while back. But uh, it was really good. Anyway, uh, you're overall welcome today. We're in the middle of a series at the moment. Um, if you are here last week, I encourage you just to go online and listen to that. I'm not sure. My, my, it must have been good because my daughter came to me and said, that was the best sermon I've ever heard you do. And that's high praise coming from my daughter, let me tell you something. So it's, uh, it's good. So if you're at home, if you're watching online, I know some of you are having to skip today, but uh, you're very welcome too. Um, and uh, I'm sorry you can't be with us, but uh, hopefully you'll shake off COVID and you'll get back to be with us soon enough. I'm excited because it's a baptismal Sunday and um, our baptismal services um, have always been really special in the hearts, certainly in my heart, I know. I would say probably between the last 13 years, we've, I'm sure we've baptized the best part of 300 people and um, I'm excited about, about that and probably over my life as a pastor and being involved, I'm sure we've probably baptized over 400 people and uh, I mean, that's especially exciting this morning because uh, I think we've got about seven people uh, getting baptized this morning and I'm excited for you guys and um, uh, certainly of your friends and family here, I know they've come to watch you get doing that. And, uh, but I want to share a little bit about baptism this morning. We're in this series called Catch the Fire. And uh, uh, if you've got your scriptures, we'll, we'll be looking at uh, um, Matthew chapter 3. But uh, you've got to remember that Jesus, before he went back to heaven, gave this commandment. And uh, he was speaking to a group of about 200, most of his apostles and their friends and family. And Jesus went off up into heaven and uh, he gave them a commandment. He says, go into all the nations everywhere and baptize them into my name. And, um, and there's a thing about baptism that kind of has been through uh, the hist history of all of the scripture. Uh, and uh, there's two baptisms. Uh, there's a baptism that we do with water, which is a sign of being washed and, and being fresh clean. And there's also a baptism of the Holy Spirit. And over the next few weeks, we'll be taking a look at the baptism of the Holy Spirit and what it means to catch the fire. Um, but you've got to understand this scripture. Uh, and I want to talk about Matthew 3 this morning. It's uh, the story of Jesus' uh, baptism. It's his own baptism, and this is the story of God. And it says, For God so loved the world that it became one of us. And in this person of Jesus, born of a virgin, he lived in bodily form, died on a cross for our sins of the world. He was enclosed and buried into a tomb. After that, he rose three days later. And just after his resurrection, he put all of these disciples together in this place, and he gives them this instruction. And uh, he goes along, Therefore, go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, Son, and of the Holy Spirit. And when Jesus said, said this, he didn't say, come to church and sit and do nothing. He, he said, go. And it's this idea that go and make disciples of all nations, that when you become a follower of Jesus, that the point in this is that we go and make disciples of all nations. Be the light of Christ to the followers of Jesus. Go and be baptized. And those last words of Jesus were really, really important. So today I want to just spend just a few minutes talking about baptism. 
And it's interesting if you go to many churches, you'll hear something different about baptism. If you go to a Pentecostal church, you'll hear one thing. But if you go to the Presbyterians, you'll hear one thing. The Baptists, you'll hear one thing. If you go to the Catholic church, you'll hear another thing. And baptism, instead of looking at what different churches teach, I want to stick closely today at what the Bible actually says about baptism. And uh, I want to talk about Jesus' baptism. And uh, if you've got your Bibles, Matthew 3, it'll probably not appear in the screens because uh, I changed my sermon this morning. Sorry, Gary. And uh, uh, baptism of Jesus is this. He said, Jesus came to Galilee to Jordan to be baptized by John. Now, who was John? Uh, John was this weirdo dude, right? He, he was this unusual type of guy. And uh, he, he wore funny clothes. He, uh, he ate locusts and honey, and he put ash on his head. Now, uh, most of you probably ha- have, a, have a strange idea. There's a few strange people who dress weird around here. Um, and down the river, as I said last week, uh, the local fisherman who I fish with called me John the, Bapti- uh, John the Baptist. So I, I kind of know that. I, I might wear funny clothes, and the fashion police do come and get me now and again. But uh, it's, uh, it's, uh, it's, it's one of those. I'm trying to take a leaf out of Asman's book, but can't, can't quite get there. <laughs> Anyway, um, but John was this passionate preacher of the day, and he had one message, and John the Baptist preached this one message, and all he said, all, everywhere he went was simple, repent, 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 and he preached it everywhere he went, repent every one of you and be baptized, and he had this mission, and he saw this mission to prepare the way for Jesus' arrival, and one who was infinitely more important than he was. And he said that my role was to decrease, is what he said, to decrease so that Jesus would increase. And I, I like the message translation when Jesus comes to John to say he baptized him. But John tried to deter him saying, no, I need to be baptized with you. And do you come to me? And, and I kind of see some humor in this. You've got to picture the scene. They're in the Jordan. Jesus, um, John the Baptist has been baptizing everybody. He's been screaming a message called repent everywhere you go. He's baptizing these people everywhere he goes. Get a bit of water. He puts them in it and he baptizes them. And he comes along and he's been doing this as his full-time job. And Jesus comes along, and I don't know how much connection Jesus and John had prior to this picture. And Jesus comes down into the Jordan. John the Baptist realizes that this is Jesus. This is the Messiah. This is who he's been complaining, uh, you know, who's been, who's been uh, saying that he's been coming. And all of a sudden, him and, him and John have this conversation. And Jesus comes to John and says, hey, you've got to baptize me. And John's going, no, 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 you baptize me. And you can see them standing in the middle of the Jordan, everybody watching, having an argument with each other about who was going to baptize who. And Jesus replied, and this is what he said, let it be so because it is proper for us to do to fulfill all righteous. So John consented. John consented because Jesus' baptism at that point was prophetically mentioned multiple times prior to that moment. And it was also prophetically mentioned that John would be the person that would, would, would be the baptizer. And as soon as Jesus was baptized, he went up out of the water, and at that moment, the heaven opened, and he saw the Spirit of God descending like a dove and landing on him. And a voice of heaven said, this is my son who am pleased. Now, what just happened? Jesus, the Son of God, was baptized. He came up out of the water. Heaven opens. It splits. The Holy Spirit comes down. Listen, don't let anybody tell you that baptism isn't a spiritual event. Baptism is meant to be a spiritual event. After Jesus had fasted for 40 days, the Holy Spirit came in him, and the Father in heaven speaks down. And you hear this picture, and many of you remember the little cartoon with the two dogs? Remember when you were, I know when I was growing up, you had, and the wee one went, that's my boy. You, you know what I'm talking about? Can't remember their names. Anybody remember their names? No, I digress. Anyway, it's, uh, that's my boy. And it's like, it's, he's got a little pup, and he's got a dog, yeah, that's my boy. And you kind of picture, God is really pleased with Jesus. 
And in that moment, God comes down and Jesus is empowered. Now, this is, this is one of these theological anomalies where fully God, fully man, and the Holy Spirit comes in. And in that moment, Jesus' ministry starts. There's this, there's this recognition that, that Jesus needed to be empowered on an earthly level with the power of the Holy Spirit. And he said, let it come. And what the Greek word here for the word baptism is the word baptizo. Everybody say baptizo. Baptizo. I, I like that word. I, I don't know why. It's really good. But it, it, the word baptism means this. It means to dip repeatedly, to be immersed, to be plunged or submerged like a sunken ship. And it's this idea of being overwhelmed. It's like the water is in the person and the person's in the water. That's this picture of what it means to be uh, baptized. But it's not a church word. In fact, the word comes from a man called Nicander. And the clearest example of the word baptism being used is by a Greek poet and, and physician, Nicander, about 200 years BC. And he made a recipe for pickles. You know when you go, you know when you go to uh, McDonald's and who, who takes their gherkins out? Who takes their pickles out? Yeah, a few of you. Who loves their pickles? Yeah, I thought there was a few in there, all right? Everybody does that. So, but it's this idea that, 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 that Nicander had a pickle. He would put it in vinegar. The vinegar would be in the pickle, and the pickle would be in the vinegar, and they would be baptized. And it's this picture of going into the water and being immersed. And the word is really common. It was used a lot in Jesus' day. And John the baptizer might actually be known as John the dipper, John the washer, John the immerser. I like John the Dipper personally. That's, that's one of my favorites. But, um, um, and that's really great news because this morning, seven people are going to get baptized. And just to help you understand the spiritual power of the decision that they've made to be baptized, um, I, I want to just share a little bit of, because the baptisms in water come after a salvation moment with Jesus. And it is important that you understand our theology at our church here is that we believe in full immersion baptism. And that means that if you're taking notes, I've got three things quickly that I want to say. And here's what these folks are doing this morning. The first thing they're doing is that they're, they're publicly standing with Christ. They're actually saying, I'm a Christian, and I'm publicly going in front of all those people and also on camera at home, and I'm declaring that I'm standing with Jesus, that I have made an inside decision, and today I'm making an outward declaration, and I'm identifying myself with Jesus. You're publicly declaring for the maybe just for the first time publicly, that you are a follower of Jesus. And you're standing up in front of all these people and you're saying, yes. At Galatians 3, 26, 27 said this, you're all sons of God through faith in Christ Jesus. We're saved by grace through faith. But the scripture then goes on to say that for all who are baptized in Christ Jesus have clothed themselves with Christ. It's this idea that this water clothes you, that, that you identify with Christ, that you're taking on this new label. Now, some of you like your labels. Who likes your labels? Who likes going to the shops and buying? Jacob's getting married and or getting baptized, a prophetic, and maybe hopefully married this year too. And uh, he's getting baptized this morning. And, um, and uh, he likes his labels. And uh, we're, we all love our labels. He, he, I've got a, a Man United um, face mask. And uh, I know, I know. I like that label, okay? And, uh, you know, we, 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 we said, I remember a church service one time. I, I kid you not, there was three guys came with Ranger tops on and one guy with Celtic top on. And they started to have a fight at the back of church. I'm not even joking with you. But it's funny how we like to identify ourselves. We put things on and, and we, we have these things. And, and, you know, some of you like Ireland rugby. Maybe you'll wear an Irish rugby top or you'll wear Liverpool United top. You would never wear a Liverpool top. Don't know why you would do that. Maybe it's Linfield and Glens. Any Glens fans? No, no, you see, out of Belfast, it's all good. Hi, Glen Avon. Um, and I uh, love football. And, and what happens, you put these clothes on to identify yourself with the team that you support. 
And it's a, baptism's a bit like that in the picture of, of, of the gospel. It's this idea that you're putting, you're putting on Christ's clothes. You're putting on his label. Now, I don't mean you get dressed up in a long white thing with a sachet over you. Not that I think Jesus ever wore that, but, but, but you, know, you know what I mean? Like, a, you know, Jesus wore a sash. Did, no, no, just leave it there. Uh, <laughs> and, and what you're doing this morning really matters. And what you're saying is, I'm being clothed and going to be labeled with Christ. And Jesus was baptized in the Jordan. And he comes out, and this is a public place. And he goes into this water, and this is where people came to wash. They, they met together. I've actually been to this area where the Jordan is. And uh, people fished there. They, 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 they were involved in there. And this was a really public place. And today, these folks baptized have invited their friends and their family here to public witness that that's what they're doing. And Jesus said this in Matthew 10, 32. Whoever acknowledges me before men, I will also acknowledge them before the Father in heaven. And whoever disowns me before men, I will disown him in front of the Father in heaven. And it is this picture that you now are standing up and identifying. Um, Charles Finney was the first man in church world to invite people to come forward as a response to the gospel 150 years ago. And Jesus was baptized so that, that you could stand before men. And I encourage you today as those folks do that. The second thing that we need to understand is this, is that you're being baptized into Jesus's death. Romans 6 speaks really clearly about this. Uh, verse 3 says, don't you all know that you were baptized into Christ Jesus, that you were baptized into his death? We therefore bury ourselves with him through baptism into the death in order that just as Christ was raised from dead through the glorious uh, resurrection of the Father, that you too may live a new life. You see, what the Bible says is the old is gone, the new has come. And it's this picture of the old nature being left behind. It's this picture that the old man is getting buried, that, that, that the idea that Jesus, who, who died on the cross, went into this grave and he was bound and buried in a deep, dark grave. And then he was raised back up again into new life. And that's the picture of what's going to happen here today, that people are getting into that, that watery grave. And that's what that is, because if we left them in there long enough, they would die. I am sorely tempted. And... Uh, Maybe leave a few people in there till the bubbles come up. But anyway, we'll hold them down in there for a while. And if we left them there, they would die. And then it's this picture that like Christ, you're being raised up in, in to, to new life. And it's this idea that you're being buried, you're going into that watery grave, and you're being raised into new life. And I love that picture. It's this picture of this watery grave. And it's, it's this picture of the explosion of what happens when new life comes. Because when they splash down in there and we bring them back up again, water goes everywhere you're going to shout, clap, cheer, raise your hands in the air. They're going to come up, by, wipe the, the makeup on or whatever they need to do really quickly, put their hands up, and Christine's going to come along and take a photograph of them. And you're being raised up into new life. And it is this picture that you identify with Jesus' death and resurrection. And it's important. It's actually the main reason why we believe in full immersion baptism because Romans 6 makes it really clear that first you have to repent and believe the good news of Christ, and then you be baptized. And you're declaring that all the way through. And it's really important that you understand that, that you're no longer slave to sin. Can I say, when you become a Christian, your, your sins are wiped out, past, present, and future. Now, we have to take responsibility for what we do. That's what the scripture says. But you need to understand that there's this picture that you are no longer you. You're this new person. And when you become a new person because Jesus has chose to save you, that you had no input or part to play in the free gift of salvation. But that in receiving that gift, you get a whole new person. 
and that God spends the rest of your life trying to help you become that new person. But you've got to understand that something because of what Christ did, the old is gone and the new has come. And today when you go into this, this and you raise up, you can say that old life is dead. That, that I, I'm not carrying that old life. I'm leaving it behind. And it's this picture of bearing the old man. I remember a pastor preaching one time on this at a baptism service. I was visiting that. And he said, today, there was an old lady getting baptized. And he said, today we're going to bury the old lady. Uh, and her husband went, yo! <laughs> and uh, but they're standing publicly and literally you're going to bury the old self. Um, I had a great picture um, many years ago in Newcastle. We used to run our Alpha weekends down in Glenada, um, down in Newcastle. And uh, on the Sunday morning after the Saturday night of the, of, the, of the Holy Spirit weekend when people became Christians, we would take them down into the sea at like 7 o'clock on a, on a Sunday morning and baptize them in the sea. That was the most dreadful thing anybody ever had an idea to do. And uh, there was mornings we got washed with the waves and we got tumbled over. But anyway, we would baptize these folks. It was this girl, uh, Esther, got baptized. And the morning she was going down in to get baptized, the sea was quite far out. We had to walk away down the beach to get into it and then walk quite far out to be able to get them down deep enough to be able to, uh, to baptize them. But she had this big plastic bag over her bag. And I'm like, what are you doing? She says, this is all, it was her, her tarot cards, her, her, her for, for, fortune-telling books. It was this huge bag of stuff that she'd put her faith in before. She had cigarettes in there. She had drugs in there. She had everything in there. It went in this bag, and it went out. And the moment she baptized, she left it all behind, and she came up, and she left that whole life behind her. She never looked back. And that's the picture of what's going to happen today. You're washed new, and uh, it's, it's, it is this picture that you become this new person. And, uh, and it's, a, you know, it's, this, it's this idea that, that when you come into this new life, that it's a new fresh start. What are all the way historically in Scripture was the idea of being washed and made clean. And the good news is, well, you get yourself a new name. In the old days, the word Christian um, was given as a derogatory name. They were called Christianos. And Christianos means little Christ. And it was a derogatory term. They used to give them a hard time about being followers of Jesus because they, 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 would, they, would, they would be baptized and, and then these people got power. But actually, when you get this new name, you don't just get a new name. You get a new ministry. And it, it's true that I've seen this, that people who make a decision to publicly stand like this, God just seems to do something in it and they begin to catch it. And what happens is God just begins to come along and he changes people's lives. And then the third thing and finally is you get this, this, this new life. You, you, you get this ability to move along and get this new life. And God wants to give you new life. Just as Christ was raised from the dead through the glory of the Father, you too may have new life. And when you get this new name, you can say, well, actually, I'm no longer just a stay-at-home mom. You, you now are pastor mommy. And you think I'm joking? Because I've watched people's lives and family lives change when people get baptized. You know, some of you say, well, I, I can't continue to do what I do. The job that I do just sucks the life out of me. Well, actually, God wants you to be radically different. And these folks are declaring today that I want to be different, I want to be changed, and I want to tell everybody here about it. But just before I do that, I want to say this. I, I really believe this morning I got up, up quite early, and I felt the Lord speak to me today. Um, just a little bit about some folks who have been here. And some of you have been coming for a while. And I felt like the Lord said this, that many of you have given your lives or come up in Sunday school, went to church, you've known what it's like to know Christ many, many years ago. And many years ago, you've, you've, you've given your life to the Lord, but actually life just got in the way. And it's not that you would say you're not a Christian anymore. In fact, you will tell people you're a Christian. It's just you haven't got this new life that I was talking about. 
And I really felt like this morning that the Lord wanted me to challenge some of you that today it's not that hard to get this new life. Maybe you professed faith many years ago and you went to church, you did all the things, but actually you've lost your way. Can I tell you this morning that, that Christ is not far away to help you back into that new life? And you know what I've discovered? When you get that new life, you get it like 50 times better than the first time you got it. And I want to encourage you this morning, if you don't know Jesus or you haven't encountered him in a while or you've never been filled with his Holy Spirit, and, and if you want to come back, we'll talk more about that over the next few weeks, but what is the Holy Spirit? Well, we've also this baptism of the Holy Spirit. And I've discovered that people get baptized in the Holy Spirit and then get baptized in the water. And often people are very confused about all of that. Well, what's this baptism of the Holy Spirit? Well, Jesus spoke about it regularly. John spoke about it regularly. And, and Paul in the Gospels uh, or in the New Testament spoke about it regularly. Well, when we meet Jesus, when we, get, when we give our lives to him, we get filled with the Spirit. And it's this idea that we're immersed by the presence and power of his Holy Spirit. Can I tell you, you cannot do Christianity without his Holy Spirit. And some people get a little bit of the Holy Spirit and other people get far too much of the Holy Spirit. All right? Around here, we just like to dish out a good amount of the Holy Spirit. And if you want to know Jesus and you've never been baptized in the Holy Spirit, I would love to talk to you today about that. And also, if you're sitting here today and you're thinking, you know, I'm a Christian. I got sprinkled when I was a kid. I did too. And then got baptized when I was 16. And uh, 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 I want to encourage you. I've got some spare clothes with me. Now, they will be large, Okay. But if you're sitting out here today and you're thinking, you know what? I want to give my life back to Jesus. I want to re reconnect with God. I, I would very happily baptize you today if you want to make that decision. So if you're sitting out there going, you know what? This is something I would really love to do. Um, we're, I'm going to send these guys out now. We're going to invite the worship band back. But if you want to get baptized, I've got a large pair of shorts and a large t-shirt for you. If you want to come and do that, all right? And maybe we can find something else or, or something that you can do. But if you want to get baptized with these folks today, I am more than welcome to do that. You need to know and love the Savior. You need to repent of, of your sins, like John the Baptist said, and you need to be able to do that. So if you're getting baptized today, I'm going to send you out now. You're going to go and get changed. We're going to disappear off for, uh, for five minutes. These guys are going to come and lead us in some worship, and then we'll pick up back whenever we're ready to go. So uh, let's stand. Father, we thank you so much for these folks that are uh, going to get baptized today. Lord, we thank you for them. We thank you for their lives, and we invite you you today, Holy Spirit, you come and be with us, Lord, that as we uh, continue this part, Lord, that this would be incredibly powerful in all that we do. In Jesus' name, amen.